Hey, today we are talking a little bit about the importance of reusing things. And I would say this is one of the most important shifts that we made to make this dream life possible. We just started doing more with less and being really intentional about what we were spending money on and making sure that we were looking at what was available that's maybe used or not new. And I feel like that was such an important turn in how we budgeted and planned our spending. And we still are doing that. And I think so often people are like, oh yeah, you're so lucky, but there's so much work that goes into being able to live your dream life. It isn't just flat out oh, you just did it. Um, So I think take it easy on those folks who are doing that. It may look easy now, but you don't know what they sacrificed to get where they are. So just breaking that down a little bit. uh, Let's go. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast where we do dreams. And finding that alignment in season four has been very important because this is the truth of all the work that the death of a dream becomes. And rolling out the first book this season related to that sort of creates this journey and this pathway for people to recover and go after the things that they want in this life. It's moving people through this transition of something doesn't feel quite right. How do I feel my way back there? And I'm excited to be expanding that work in season four and to even be still showing up for what will be the death of a dream and all the beautiful things that we do to change the world together. We've gone through some crazy seasons. We've gone through some more quiet and reserved seasons, seasons of attack, and we're finally experiencing the first season of alignment and building. We have found a foundation, and I am very excited to be building right along with all of you. Hey yo, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast where we do dreams. And the biggest part of that is shifting our inner culture, not to this toxic place where we're convincing ourselves that we're better than we are. We're moving in action and communicating that story back to ourselves consistently enough to see a shift. What? It means we're not just saying the words. We're not just posting the post-its and the posters and the things. We're not just writing things that are untrue. We're also taking it, putting an action behind it, and making it a reality. So that is greatness grounding. Here is my great thing. I know it should be fancier sounding. It just isn't. That's all. It's just your great thing. It's what you feel great about. That's something that you did that you can own that you're willing to talk about? What is that? So my great thing. Oh, listen, I told you, I've always been obsessed with like mid-century, 
later 1940s to about the 70s in their um, just always been drawn to everything from that era. Anyways, one of my favorite things is holiday, holiday traditions, Christmas trees, these types of things. And looking at those, I just had decorations from that era, this like shiny, bright era. Ugh, it's everything. So one year, I follow a lot of vintage stores. And early on in my following days, I had followed one store that I just wandered into that made me start realizing that I wasn't just drawn to old things, right? Not just like farmhouse decor, really like this mid-mod look. Anyway, so they helped me to start refining what it was that I loved, And one year they had posted a color wheel. And I'll give you a little bit of background on color wheels. Color wheels existed because tinsel trees existed. And tinsel trees or aluminum trees couldn't actually have lights on them because, I don't know, fires. Whatever. And so they would have color wheels, which basically the color projected onto the tree because the trees were would reflect that color back yeah color wheels and one year when when I was first understanding that I liked this century the vintage store that I followed had posted a color wheel and I was like I don't know what that is but I want it And so I remember messaging them and being like, oh, hey, do you have this color wheel? I don't know that I need it, but I I want this color wheel. I don't know what it is. What is it? So then they would go on to explain aluminum trees. And this is what they use color wheels for. And I would say, do you have an aluminum tree? Well, no, aluminum trees are hard to find. I don't have one right now. Okay. So I'm like, well, I better wait on the color wheel because I don't have an aluminum tree, but I just really like this color wheel thing. Cool. So I wait. <laughs> and then probably about two years later, I find my first tinsel tree in quotes. And um, it was after it was an after Christmas sale that I found it. And what I would then find out was that it wasn't an original um, and kind of a copycat, but a cool tree nonetheless. And it was one of my first tree purchases <laughs> that I had of that era. And so then, I would go on to kind of just stockpile Christmas trees for no real reason. It was very confusing time. Why does Santa need all these Christmas trees? This is very strange. And I didn't really know either. And now I understand, (laughs) full circle, why we needed all those Christmas trees You can currently check out my shop, which has, let's see, I think we have 
seven, eight, twelve trees. <laughs> Most of them purchased, reused. Ah, actually, no, all of them. All of them from reused stores. I would recommend that to everyone. Everyone's like, oh, buy a tree. That's crazy. Uh, I purchased my entire lot of trees. All, did I say eight? More than that. All of them for under $50. Like, y'all, please do not buy Christmas trees, Christmas wreaths, Christmas really anything. There's so much good stuff that is coming up every single year. You want new stuff. Like, there's so much stuff that people are getting rid of that you can repurpose, reuse, reimagine. The trees that we got were not perfect. Um, but some of them were ornate and amazing. Actually, I would say all of them were ornate and amazing. And then we went ahead and did some flocking on those trees. And they are like the most beautiful trees that I could have ever imagined. We literally got most of them for $5. Yeah. All of which, if we had gone to the store to buy these 12 trees, we probably would have been looking at an upwards investment of, let's see, we have two tinsel trees. Those right now at an average store are running about, that probably cost me, let's see, we have a six foot, we have two six foot tinsel trees. Those would probably cost me around $300 just for those two. If I'm getting them on sale somewhere, probably. Um, I can't even get into what we actually have. I will, but okay. So just those. And then we have about three seven-foot trees. At a store for what they are, those would probably cost me about 150 to 200 each. Y'all, I am not kidding you. It is crazy the amount of trees that we found for the amount of money that we ended up spending. But I added a very special tree to my collection yesterday. I have been searching for this tree for about five years now. Um, and I got a color wheel and I am like living my hashtag dream life. I realize dork, dork city, right? Like, come on, Han, you're, you're a weirdo. Um, but I am pretty stoked about this. Um, I got... I I knew that one of the stores that I follow and go to had some tinsel trees. And I assumed they would be ornate because everything that I have purchased from there has been and been amazing and original and perfection. 
And I had already committed to the color wheel because color wheel. I'm like, even if I don't have a tree, which I had a tinsel tree, it wasn't perfect because it's green and silver. So not like ideal perfection state, but I knew that I wanted the color wheel regardless. So I had committed to that. And then I was kind of going back and forth on the tinsel tree, whether or not we needed that to be added to our collection. But what I also like to keep in mind is that usually when you're a little bit ahead of a trend, you have a chance to get things that people won't be able to get soon. So tinsel trees were already super hard to find. I know a lot of the vintage stores that I have been looking at were out of them or had very limited supply of them. And that means they're just starting to become mainstream, which means next year we'll see an increase in them being hard to find, which will make an increase in them being super cool. And by probably two years from now, you won't be able to find them at all. And they will be like all over Instagram. And everybody will be copying them in the stores. So I have an original. And I didn't ask questions about the tree. I just said that I wanted a six, the six foot one. And then this store actually delivered to me. And that was the other bonus of all of this getting this dream tree. I woke up in the morning. I was like, if this tree is supposed to happen, like someone will show up to the shop and be able to work for me or something will just have to happen and it will. And so I messaged the store owner in the morning and I was like, Hey, yes, I want that tree. Yes. I need the color wheel. Do you know anyone that's coming to town? Because we are like on the way. We're pretty close to towns if and coming to town may be a very Iowa, rural Iowa thing to say, um, but that usually means you live in a smaller community and you have to go to town to get like bigger things or to get groceries. You have to go to town. You have to leave your town to go to a bigger town to get the items that you need. Anyways, this was amazing. She was like, you know what? I'll just swing it by. I'll bring it over. Everything that you need, I got you. And boom, tinsel tree of my dreams. But even more, because I didn't just get an average tinsel tree. I got a trumpet tinsel tree. Yeah. Which means here's all this amazing tinsel. Oh, it's so beautiful. And then boom, it trumpets at the end. So it's like, even more sparkly and amazing than you could even imagine. It is oh, ornate and perfect. It is amazing what great shape this is in. I was floored the second that I saw it. I feel so very blessed because I didn't even ask for the trumpet version of this tree. And that's what I got. And I am feeling all of the vintage jealousy that you could ever feel 
especially right now, but especially next year when everyone is trying to find these because they have become super cool. I will already have one. That's right. And I feel really great about that. And I got to set it up yesterday and I have been an avid collector of shiny bright ornaments from that era. Um, and I got to put those on my tree and my window in my shop. And then I got to put uh, what I had left in my collections on the tree at the library. And I made my first wreath ever because I could not find a vintage wreath, but I did find a collection of um, vintage ornaments and adornments to utilize for that. So <clears throat> that really is my great thing. And um, that was a very long one, but you should know that I am sort of obsessed with that era and always have been, and I can't even help it. And the world aligns with what we want. And sometimes we just kind of wake up in the morning and ask and see what we get back. And that was very much my yesterday. So vintage tree, hashtag goals. Hashtag tinsel tree, hashtag living life best, vintage repurposed life. And go ahead and take time for yourself, recognize yourself for your greatness. Now, I want to get into sourcing used things. This is very much a big part of how my family gets to live the way that we get to live. And so many people, I, I was just talking to a friend yesterday and they were like, yeah, someone was like, oh, lucky you, you, you get to live that life. You're so lucky. And it does not generally come without a sacrifice. So what you see on the outside may look all super cool and wonderful. What I will say is typically someone either worked really hard to make that life possible. Someone is still working very hard. Multiple people are still working very hard, usually, to make that possible. And you don't know what they went through to get to this place. And so that really is one of the, the main things that we have continued to utilize making sure that we're buying reused when possible. When we know that there is something that we want that is new, making sure that we're making the investment in something that is going to last us for a long time. Because if we're making a purchase that's new, it better last. And then just not really shopping all that much. Gosh, I was trying to think today, someone posted a video and I don't even know how it got onto my feed, but they were posting how beautiful the new carts at Target are, which I'm sure in Iowa we probably don't have yet, but maybe in a couple of years we'll get them. And I was like, oh my gosh, those are really beautiful. And then I just remembered how far from that culture I have gotten. I used to live for Target 
Starbucks, all of that. Live for it. So much that that's what my kids thought that I would want to do on my birthday if I could do anything back in the day. And they weren't wrong. And I did absolutely live for it. Shopping, all the things. And this morning, as I saw the amazing carts, and they are, I was like, I cannot remember the last time that I went into a Target. I can't. And for someone who utilized that as a coping mechanism, that's like an alcoholic saying they can't remember the last time that they drank. That's like really big stuff, right? And I I just feel like that is amazing to me. Like, it's shocking me right now to say that out loud and to, I'm like really racking my brain for the last time that I stepped foot in a Target and almost any retailer at this point. And I mean, like Walmart for groceries, survival type things, but just to shop... I guess a couple of months ago, I had to get an outfit for an event and I went to the local boutique to get that outfit. But this is where I'm going with all of that. Sometimes it takes a sacrifice that you can't see. Now, I have gotten very good, I think, at making that a part of who we are and making those things eclectic and feel intentional. But it can be hard <laughs> to have things to um, not get all the nice new things because you are in sacrifice mode. You are in operation mode. And now I think about how wasteful I was being when all of these amazing things exist, already existed and can cut down on our overall footprint. We really don't need new things, do we? Do we? Do we need new things? I don't know. I love the idea of reinventing. Reimagining. Reworking. And, you know, I feel awesome and grateful that I'm in this position to even do this, but you should know before you say something like that to someone, like you're so lucky that 
we have no idea what they've gone through. And maybe this is their lucky moment in life, but maybe they had a lot of unlucky things happen before that. Or maybe they aren't so lucky. They work really hard to make it all balance. And maybe they're just super smart and understand that there is a balance required to live dreams. It won't always be like that. But like, I see that it takes balance, that it takes a lot of intention with what you are putting your money towards. And it takes smart choices, really. And so I am happy to be in a place where we've made this a part of who we are. This idea that nothing really has to be new. And I love how our store shows that. Shows how special things can be when you're piecing together pieces of history. like, And just how different it can be. Our store is not a normal experience by any means. And that's not just because of the things that we sell out of our store. It's also because of the environment that we've been able to create there. And I am really grateful for the amount of people who have put me in a position to do that, but also who have inspired me to cut our footprint down, to buy more reused, to look for things that have been used that we can use again, use more, rethink. Like I have never love doing that more than I do right now. And so I'm just wanting to put that out there. Check those Facebook groups. Check the Ebays. Even Etsy has some reuse shops. Check the Goodwills. Check. There are a lot of super cool vintage stores. Um, My kiddos love stuff from those stores. And yes, also love stuff from Target and Toys R Us, Toys R Us still thing and Amazon and all of those things. But this holiday season and any giving season, like what can we buy locally if we want something new? Right? What can how can we support the ecosystems that we live within? And even in the sense of, you know, I saw someone in a group post the other day, hey, I need a game for um, one of my gifts. Is there anyone that is, are there any retailers that sell games? And there are like a ton of used games at Goodwills, at thrift stores, (laughs) At vintage stores, there are a ton of super cool 
old games like you would not believe. And that's going directly back into your community. Usually those thrift store owners are just people, right, who live right there, who just love picking and looking through old items and bringing that into a shop. So I don't know, y'all, I am loving this. I'm loving being able to imagine these old things in new ways. I am loving being able to put this side of creativity to use. I would not call myself a creative as I don't actually, I did a wreath yesterday and I felt like, holy crap, I can kind of do this. Uh, (laughs) I could make a wreath. Uh, And I felt really awesome about it. But I, um, I, I've never done it before and I would not consider myself a creative being, um, by any means, but yesterday gave me a little bit of hope. Like, Hey, I did a wreath. This doesn't look half bad. And the lady at the library who, who put me in my place that I was supposed to be in for, um, for my tree and my wreath said that my wreath was beautiful. Like this is how she said it. (gasps) Oh, that wreath is just beautiful. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. (laughs) A little bit like duped. (laughs) Yeah. I'm the one that made this (laughs) like I tricked her. Um, But that's really how I feel sometimes. And that's how I feel about my shop and my, my idea. Um, Still, I'm still like, is anybody going to realize that it's just me? Like all of these things. I mean, some people have like people, right? And I've had a couple of comments like, oh, yeah, this, I've seen this before, thinking that this is some bigger thing. And then I'm always just kind of sitting there like, <laughs> it isn't. It's just me. It's just me. Uh, and amazing people who help volunteer and help bring it all to life. But like, <laughs> That was just me. I just made that wreath. (laughs) I just had this idea and I just communicate it out there. And it's, it's just me. (laughs) Crazy. Um, But yes, I would say always look local first which can mean thrifting, which can mean shopping small, which can mean looking on Facebook, marketplaces, do that safely. Um, But there's a lot of good stuff out there that we could be using, utilizing, 
and making more out of those things than we are right now. And I'm excited to be doing that, to be um, a part of that movement. When people ask or like, I don't know, look at the amount of things that we have, I always find it very comical because it would seem like we probably spent absurd amounts of money, but we are really good at repurposing and bringing new life to old things in our store. And I like to think about how I could do that even more in all aspects of my life. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you support any creative that is doing work. And that's simple. Just comment, like, share, review things for them so they keep bringing their art into this world, changing it and making it a more beautiful place. You can do that with all of this work here. Feel free, share, review. I write and post every weekday just to help expand my own light in hopes that it helps expand others. And you can find me at hannahness.channel on all socials. Help follow and share and expand this work. And you can find all of my offerings and products at hannahness.channel as well. Change the world.